in the last half hour, we've heard from the Prime Minister on the build-up to what might be war in Ukraine. Thank uh, Melinda, our, our ambassador in, uh, in Kiev. Uh, I want to thank our wonderful staff there. They've done a, an outstanding job in a very difficult time. And we do think it prudent to make some changes now. The intelligence is very clear that there are 60 Russian battle groups, about 60 Russian battle groups on the borders of, of Ukraine. Uh, the plan for a lightning war that could take out Kiev is one that everybody uh, can see. Um, uh, we need to make it very clear to the Kremlin, to Russia, that that would be a disastrous step. And so what we're saying is that the UK is leading on creating the package of economic sanctions, working with our, our partners um, around the world. I'll be talking to, to, to them this afternoon, this evening, uh, talking to, to, to colleagues in other capitals and in, in Washington. Uh, but we also need to get over the message that invading Ukraine from a, from a Russian perspective is going to be a painful, violent and bloody business. That's the quote from the Prime Minister, a painful and bloody business. Let me bring in Simon Marks, who's uh, waking up to a Washington that will no doubt be alert to these uh, developments overnight. And quite a lot of detail from the British Prime Minister, Simon, as to the size of the threat, as he sees it, which Russia has amassed on the border. Yeah, well, it's a new week and it's a new dawn, Martin, I think, in terms of the situation with regards to the possibility of a Russian invasion of Ukraine. President Biden spent his weekend at Camp David with his national security advisers. Over the weekend, the State Department began the drawdown of staff from the U.S. Embassy in Kiev, uh, which even as late as Friday, they were saying they were not ready uh, to announce. We've also seen a travel advisory go out telling all Americans in Ukraine that now is the time to uh, avail themselves of commercial airlines and other uh, transportation opportunities opportunities to get out of the country. Uh, so these are now two governments, uh, the US and the UK, uh, who appear to have concluded that uh, what uh, the Americans said over the weekend could be a significant military operation by Russia uh, against Ukraine uh, is approaching. President Biden is considering the deployment of up to 5,000 US troops in the Baltic states and other parts of Eastern Europe as NATO uh, takes moves to send additional equipment into uh, the region. Over the weekend, Secretary of State Antony Blinken uh, was interviewed on CNN uh, and was asked why the United States is still threatening economic sanctions against Russia rather than simply imposing them. The purpose of those sanctions is to deter uh, Russian aggression. Uh, and so if they're, uh, if they're triggered now, you lose the deterrent effect. The choice is Vladimir Putin's, and the, the paths are clear. Problem, of course, is that it seems increasingly clear what choice Vladimir Putin is making. The Russians over the weekend again insisting uh, in state media reports that uh, Ukraine is not what this is all about. They say they're trying to secure uh, the attention of the Biden administration for an all-encompassing security discussion that includes, of course, those Russian demands that the doors of NATO membership be permanently uh, closed to Ukraine uh, 
and its other former Soviet neighbours, including Georgia and all the other uh, now independent countries that used to make up the Soviet Union. On Capitol Hill, you can hear attitudes hardening. Mike McCall is the uh, Republican uh, senior figure uh, on the House of Representatives uh, Foreign Affairs Committee. He spoke yesterday to CBS News. This president has made so many concessions with nothing in return. That's why Putin smells weakness. This has been a passive deterrence. Right. I, mean, I don't I don't see Putin changing his course of so, action. So the Republicans certainly not uh, providing the Biden administration with very much wiggle room in terms of uh, policy making as we go forward. And I think the overwhelming sense here, Martin, is that for months, ever since he arrived in the presidency, Joe Biden absolutely did not want to be distracted by Vladimir Putin. He wanted to focus relentlessly uh, on the country's domestic difficulties, COVID-19 and the economy uh, being Top of the list, of course, but what Vladimir Putin has successfully done already just by massing those troops on the border and by drawing up those uh, invasion plans that the prime minister was outlining there is he has absolutely forced himself onto Joe Biden's uh, agenda. And he's making it very clear uh, that he is not going to allow Joe Biden's attention to drift away uh, from the region and the threat that now exists to Ukrainian sovereignty. So we've been reporting this morning um, a, a, a modest uh, ramping up of the odd airplane here, the boat movement there, um, we've got the British deployment of their weaponry and so on and so forth interesting that the Prime Minister in that interview referred to the fact he'd be talking to NATO partners during this afternoon and into the evening, so I wonder what he may be saying to Joe Biden that well, whether you like it or not uh, Mr President, you know uh, Mr Putin has succeeded in getting our attention, what do we do about it? Yeah, well I mean I think geography matters in all of this as well because you know sitting here in washington dc ukraine is an awfully long way away but sitting there in london or in paris or in berlin uh, and particularly for germany and other countries in europe that are reliant on russian energy uh, exports uh, in the midst of uh, winter uh, you know ukraine is a lot closer and certainly feels a lot closer we saw the polish foreign minister a few days ago uh, after that uh, series of attempted negotiations with the Russians in various European cities, uh, saying that he believed that the continent was now closer to war than at any point in the last 30 years. President Biden himself last week said a Russian invasion of Ukraine will be the most consequential event uh, in Europe since the end of the Second World War. But the real question for the Biden administration, and it will be being asked by America's European partners, is just how far is Joe Biden willing to go to defend Ukrainian sovereignty. He's made it apparent. He's not talking about putting American boots on the ground in Ukraine. Some more uh, lethal aid from the United States. Military supplies arrived in Ukraine uh, over the weekend. But those are are supplies for the Ukrainians to use. They're not supplies for uh, American forces to use in any kind of confrontation with Russia. So if you're President Volodymyr Zelensky and you heard last week the President of the United States trying to distinguish between a minor incursion into your sovereign territory or a major invasion, uh, a distinction that Joe Biden then had to row back because there was so much anger about it over uh, the hour in the hours after he, he made those comments at a White House press conference. If you're 
at President Vladimir Zelensky, you've got to be wondering when Joe Biden says he stands shoulder to shoulder with the Ukrainian government and is determined to act to protect Ukraine's sovereignty. At the moment, it's clear that there are enormous limits in what the United States is planning to do. And the intensity of the focus is those crippling economic sanctions that the president insists he's going to unleash against Russia. But the US government's never quite able to answer the question, why would this round of sanctions constrain Russian behavior when the sanctions that Barack Obama, with Joe Biden at his side in 2014 and 2015, unleashed? against Russia after the annexation of Crimea does not appear to have left the Russian president thinking twice uh, uh, about whether to mass 100,000 troops yeah. on his country's border with Ukraine. So these are these are dire straits now that uh, everyone is uh, heading into. And I think certainly uh, we're in for, um, y- you know, some, some quite unexpected developments uh, in the days and weeks ahead. Simon Marks, live for us in Washington, D.C. Thank you.